0: Hey, it's Jen, and welcome back to Our Community. This podcast is where we're getting real about wellness rituals, life-changing habits, and having relatable conversations with friends about mental health, social media, morning routines, or lack thereof, and we're talking about that thing that you thought no one else could relate to. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Our Community. I'm engaged. If you're watching over on Spotify, you will see my beautiful ring and I can't stop looking at it. I am rushing to make this intro because I'm actually going to get it resized because it was a little too, it is a little too big on me. It kind of like lies on the side, but I'm absolutely obsessed with it. And they're able to get me in today to make it smaller like on the spot so I don't have to leave it. Thank God. I'm so excited. Oh my God, I'm gonna cry again. Okay, this is gonna be a unique intro because I'm not doing out of alignment. Oh my God, if you're watching on Spotify, you see all these pictures behind me too. My friends and my sister decorated my apartment when I walked in. I literally will do a whole recap episode but we got back from upstate on Sunday. The proposal was Saturday so I had like a whole night with just me and him. We drive back on Sunday and I had one hour to get ready to go see friends and family. And so I'm like rushing in the apartment and there's clothing pins of photos of me and him throughout the 12 years. And Ethan, it was like parking the car downstairs. So I walked in alone and was just like being taken through this journey of all of our pictures together over the last 12 years. And I lost it. So I'm like doing my makeup while crying. I actually, I'm very happy I did this. I was like, I don't have any time to do like a get ready with me right now. And I kind of want to soak in this moment, but I quickly did like, just while I was doing my foundation, like a little get ready with me crying update. (laughs) And so that I have so much content to post. Oh my God. But it was the best couple of days of my entire life. It didn't just feel like you know, five seconds of a proposal and done. It felt like every hour was something new for two days straight. And even today, I'm like still riding the high. Tomorrow night, I'm like debriefing cuddle sesh with my friends. And I have like different groups of friends that I'm probably going to do that with over the next month. So I'm just so excited and trying to not start doing anything planning related at all yet. I'm soaking this in. The one thing that we need to do is like gift registry, but I'm going to deal with that next week after the race, I think. So, Or maybe in the next couple of days. I think I'm just going to do it online to keep it easy. So I should be able to just like bang it out, you know, at night. That sounded weird. Okay. Anyway, we are going to do a full debrief, but I needed – to just quickly get this intro up so I can get the episode up of this week, which is actually totally unrelated to engagement, but an incredible episode that I was really excited to get up. So it's Sarah King. She was on this podcast before. So this is a part two where we dive deep into a million other topics under the wellness. What Was I just going to say regime? The wellness area sphere. The last one was more like, very much IBS and hormone focused. And she's a functional medicine expert. And this time around, I'm asking her about like every wellness trend under the sun with her knowledge. So we talk about colostrum, cycle syncing, muscle growth for women, creatine for women, amino acids, ozempic, symbiotica products, cold therapy, magnesium, all the differences between the magnesiums. I mean, this is like a jam-packed, wellness episode. So you are going to love it if you're anything like me. She gave us a promo code. It's linked down below. It's KaleDiagnostics.com slash Sarah King. You get $250 off any of her programs, which is a really incredible deal. So listen to the episode, listen to what functional medicine is. Check out that link if you do want any money off. I don't get anything from it other than helping you guys heal like I did. So Let me know if you end up using that just because I'm curious. And enjoy this episode with Sarah King. Please, please subscribe if you haven't subscribed. You can go watch the full episode on YouTube, but it is like more of a Zoom interview, this one. So your choice. And the full episode will be on Spotify too. And I'm engaged. It's all I can think about. So we have Ethan's marathon and my half marathon this weekend, which I'm like totally not even thinking about at this point. We drank all weekend. Like it was not top of mind. Now our goal for this week is to like get back on track. I'm not as worried, but you know, he's running a full marathon. So he's a little more worried. And so I don't know if I'll be able to do the podcast for next week's episode, but I will try to get him maybe Thursday night, but keep up with my TikTok because I was vlogging the entire weekend and I have just so much content and I'm gonna do at some point like a little mini mic session with him, asking him, maybe he'll tell the story with me or asking him questions. Um, I don't really know exactly the format yet, but I just have so many ideas for content because I'm so excited. I just want to share everything, and I'm trying to think about, like, what things I want to keep really personal and private to us, and I think what I decided is, like, I'm going to share absolutely everything, but any moments that are super intimate that I got on video, like, I might just delete the audio or not all of it, and... But, like, I will be debriefing the entire story, able to show everything. So, follow along and enjoy this episode. It's a wellness packed episode. So, I love you. That was weird. I always, every time I outro these, I'm like, that was weird. <laughs> Hi, Sarah. Welcome back to 2.0. <laughs>
1: Hi, I know. I feel like such a special guest.
0: <laughs> you really are. I just, I have ever since I interviewed you felt like you brought so much tangible knowledge and it helped me personally so much on my journey. Like, looking back, it's so crazy because I was in such a desperate state of just asking a million gajillion questions about IBS and getting off birth control. I was like fed up with my IBS. I had gone to millions of GI doctors and I needed a different way. And I was asking you like so many specific questions that were so helpful. What like I literally still think about your advice when I have my morning coffee and like I have to eat something before. And if I don't, I should add protein in. Like little things like that that were so helpful that I was like, I need her to come back just to speak on even more. I just remember feeling like whatever you were telling me was so relevant
1: to what I was working with clinically with all of my clients. And it was just I feel like we were meant to like have that conversation because you know, you were exposed a little bit more to the alternative routes that gastroenterologists were not able to provide for you at that time. Hopefully they will soon. But I, yeah, it was it was a great conversation.
0: Yeah, it started for me. I ended up going to Parsley Health and doing like the whole functional medicine situation. And in one year, I have felt like truly I never thought I would actually say, oh, I feel fully healed. Like I don't think about my stomach every meal every day. And I really don't. And it's a crazy place to be not being extended and pregnant every day of my life after lunch. So I wanted to just take it all a step further. So I will link that last episode in the description if anyone is mainly curious about that. And they're in that place like IBS stomach problems. But then we also spoke about like getting off birth control, which I was at the time. So those two topics definitely go start with that episode. But Let's get into this episode. So what is functional medicine? I feel like it's such a buzzword these days and people just don't know. They're like, I go to a GI. What's functional medicine? Is it like woo-woo, spiritual? Is it like a spiritual doctor? It's not. It's rooted in science. So I'll let you take it away on like, what even is functional medicine 101?
1: yeah so functional medicine there's conventional medicine there's naturopathic medicine functional medicine is just another type or or um theory of medicine where it's approached with a mindset of always asking why and instead of saying okay i have bowel issues or i'm chronically bloated and giving an antibiotic or giving um, PPIs to decrease stomach acid because you're having acid reflux, right? Those are medications to help treat some of the symptoms that you're experiencing for IBS. Instead of doing that, asking why do you have acid reflux? Why is your bloat so distended and so discomfort uncomfortable whenever you're eating, and approaching it with that mindset. So that usually means that some functional testing can come into play here. And there's plenty of different functional testing that I'm sure we can get into, but staying on the topic of functional medicine, really looking at the data and the lab results and then connecting that to your symptoms and approaching it with a root cause mindset. So if we see a small intestinal bacterial overgrowth in a breath test, then we would address it with maybe some herbals and compounds that are really easy on the body, but effective at decreasing the the SIBO. And so it's using ideally natural natural medicines, um, but when medications are needed, they are also coming into play. So functional medicine does not exclude medications. It's just the approach to get to medications takes longer and ideally we don't have to get there. So the company that I work for, Kale Diagnostics is a functional medicine clinic. We have nutritional practitioners on the team registered dietitians and naturopathic and soon to have medical doctors. So we have a comprehensive team. And I think that's what really makes functional medicine so unique is that we don't just approach it from the MD standpoint. It's all across the gamut. Every, every patient has a nutritional practitioner and a physician, a licensed physician. So they really get this comprehensive care where, again, it's not approached just with uh, supplements or medications, but also what are you eating? What's your lifestyle like? How are your stress levels, sleep, et cetera?
0: SIBO is such a good example to that because I actually, my GI tested for SIBO, which most don't. And he essentially said that I was like on the cusp and he was like, you don't really have it, but here's an antibiotic. And I spoke to you about the antibiotic <sighs> yeah. and I was like, something just feels off about the fact that the root of my issue stems from I was put on antibiotics like for a full year in college basically because I was getting strep every month and I just needed my yeah. tonsils out, but they kept giving me antibiotics. That's where my sibo stemmed from. That's where it all started. So I was like, why am I treating this with antibiotic? And you had even told me like, you know it might work, but it it's going to come back because it's almost kind of like just suppressing the symptoms and to your point, it's not getting to the why and the actual root cause of it and I was hesitant to go, you know, like the natural medicine route because it sounds just woo-woo. It sounds like okay, yeah, 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 but I actually want to fix this issue, so I'm going to take the antibiotic, but I was absolutely shocked at how I'm actually healed from it because I didn't even know if I truly believed in it, but it's it's real medicine. It's just not an antibiotic. It's something that's actually going to like clear and reset your gut. Can you talk about that? Yeah. And I think that's that's such a good point. I think the research
1: shows that antibiotic use for SIBO usually, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but usually results in reoccurrence of small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. So that's the conversation that we had. I said, Jen, you can totally take these antibiotics. You're going to feel better in the short term, but the long term you're going to maybe, maybe have a SIBO reoccurrence. And if not, have really low gut bacteria so that when you do encounter pathogens or parasites or proteins that your body feels are invaders, you're not going to have the defense system to be able to fight those off. So the first line of defense in our gut micro- in our gut, is the gut microbiota, so the bacteria. So when we take an antibiotic, 90% of that bacteria usually is eradicated. So whenever we can avoid non-necessary antibiotic use, I try to encourage that and first start with the alternative natural medicine route. Well, the licensed physicians do. I do not recommend that. And then um, once that has been completed and a very thorough research-based protocol has been gone through, if there still is symptoms and SIBO, maybe antibiotics are necessary, but that is not the first option. And for you, I think that was so important to try other options before, especially because most people with SIBO have a history of chronic antibiotic use like yours, and they have no gut bacteria. And that's where that gut bacteria gets displaced from the large intestine to the small intestine and then proliferates there. And it's a whole kind
0: of disaster. So what's interesting is that antibiotic, Zyfaxan, actually didn't help me and i think i even went through it twice but okay. and same with my first like round of my protocol with functional medicine i still didn't feel better and i had and i ended up doing it again oh, yeah. and eventually felt better but i had this conversation with a friend who's going through the same thing she's just starting this journey she listens to the podcast she's probably listening to this <laughs> and she is on her functional medicine journey right now and for her first round of medicine still doesn't feel better And we had this conversation kind of about like advocating for yourself when it comes to medicine because I know I, I kind of like was like gaslighting myself. I'm like, well, maybe I feel a little bit better. Like I almost didn't know if I felt better or not. And this is like a PSA that if you don't know, you definitely don't feel better Mm -hmm. because now I like feel 100% confident in how good I feel. But It's like your doctor's telling you that you should feel better after this dose or this protocol or whatever, but we need to understand that like, we know our bodies best and we know how we feel and you need to feel comfortable to keep telling your doctor and pushing when you don't feel good because specifically with functional medicine, this is why I hated the GI is because there's (laughs) always more things you can try and more tests you can do, which I want you to touch on. Yeah. Where with the GI, it's like they do your three tests and- that's kind of it. They they just keep throwing antibiotics at
1: you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? at Kale Diagnostics, we really focus on hey, this is a journey, and you're going to have two steps forward and one step back. So often clients will come and say, okay, I'm ready for my GI to my gastrointestinal tract to feel better. I see the results. I obviously have overgrowths. Let's address it. Let's go. And then we do. And two months in, they still don't feel, they feel maybe 40% better, maybe 20% better. That's completely normal. And it's, like I said, two steps forward, one step back. And a functional medicine journey is a in it for the long haul. It's in it for the long term. You're not thinking short term s- symptoms and side effects. You're thinking long term. So I think having that mindset whenever you go into a functional medicine, functional healing journey of knowing I'm doing this because I want the rest of my life to feel better. I don't just want my symptoms to feel better now and having patience and grace and don't feel guilty or any of the things and knowing that it's just going to take time. I mean, my personal health journey took years and it's somewhat of an ongoing process because you have to maintain that. So like, for example, with SIBO, you have to do things in your day-to-day life to avoid the SIBO reoccurrence, like slowing down when you eat, maybe using some bitters, making sure you're Fully chewing and digesting your food. You're not wearing too tight of pants all the time. Like these are all things that you have to focus on even moving forward. So it's a lifestyle change. You're on a protocol for a certain amount of time, but moving forward, you're still implementing these lessons learned.
0: Totally. And can you just talk a little bit about the types of tests that you find at a functional medicine doctor that you might not find with another, like with a GI? Yeah. I mean, it's not just stomach issues. It's Right. It, it can be PCOS, hormones, anything.
1: Totally. So the fa- the foundational tests that we run at Kill Diagnostics um are hair tissue mineral analysis. So a mineral test where we take a little piece of your hair and oh, cool. um yeah, and send that in and look at your mineral status. Because minerals are always ever changing in the blood, that the blood is in a great place to test your minerals. Um the hair gives you an average of about three months of what your mineral status is. So if you have like a pretty chronic magnesium deficiency, that will show up, zinc, etc. So that's really, really a, been an amazing test for us. We can see kind of blood sugar issues, thyroid issues. It's not at all diag- diagnosing, but it's giving us kind of trends and patterns about the patient. Um, and then GI map. So a GI test is our our second. So that's a stool test, and that is the fun one that you get to take at home and <laughs> <It's the worst.
0: laughs> send into the lab.
1: Yep, and that will show us things like H. pylori, bacterial overgrowth, parasites, um, good bacteria, bad bacteria, intestinal health markers, secretory IgA, which is an immune health marker. Um, so so really, really, that's like my favorite lab um, because GI is my favorite. But then we have the a hormone panel, a urine hormone panel um, that tells us your sex hormones, your androgens, your cortisol. Cortisol is a really big thing right now. People are very nervous that their cortisol is too high. And often it's often what I see more often is it's completely too low because it's been burnt out. Um, for years and years of chronic stress, it's been chronically elevated and then kind of burnt out. Um, so that's another one. We do full functional thyroid panels. So a lot of our patients and clients are post-birth control and their thyroid is really sluggish post-birth control. And full functional thyroid panels include all the different T4, T3, free T4, free T3, and thyroid antibodies. So Hashimoto's, if you've ever heard of that condition, is an autoimmune thyroid condition, tests for that as well. Um, So those are our foundational labs that you'll see at a lot of different functional medicine clinics, but those are our, our favorites.
0: So, and I, I do want to say, I remember last time we spoke about like your thoughts on all the different food sensitivity tests. So oh, go yeah. listen to that if anyone's curious. But what I'm hearing and what I think is so great about functional medicine is you're getting the whole picture. You're not just going with GI who specializes in like four stomach issues. You know what I mean? It's like, you're getting the entire picture of someone from their hormones to their stomach to their cortisol and stress levels and everything in between. So you can really work on balancing out different areas to treat the whole picture. And I think that's why it's so great. I have, I feel like specifically women deal with this, but like so many women are just like, I don't feel good. I'm tired all the time, but like, I don't, it's like, who do I go to for that? You know what I mean? And like, maybe you go to your, I don't know, primary care doctor, but it's like, I just know that I should feel better. I feel like so many women, I'm sure they come to you and say, I don't know what specifically feels off, but like I'm bloated and tired all the time. I don't know why. And so I feel like that's a great reason to go to functional medicine for that. And I'm sure you hear that like all the time. All the time, like 100% of the time. So yeah. our
1: clients come to us. I we're, I usually say like we're their last resort. They're, they have done the GI, the OBGYN, the primary care, the um, allergy doc like they've done it all right so they are like at their wits end all their labs have come back quote unquote normal and nothing's wrong with them but they're chronically fatigued or they're postpartum and they are feel really really down or they have unexplained chronic weight gain where they all of a sudden gained 30 pounds and they can't understand that they didn't change anything in their routine and their doctor just told them to go down to a thousand calories a day, like. These are the things that we see, and it's really it like fires me up so much because I personally have been told, like in my journey, that I was just depressed or I was just need to work harder. Or in that does damage to your self esteem. It does damage to how your brain works and how you feel guilty about some things and not think that about others. So it really does, in my opinion, the the clients that I have seen, it has they have had damage from the conversations that they have had from their, some of their healthcare providers in the past. So when they come to us, they're vulnerable and they're like, I really, really need help and I need answers. And we get answers. We see these overgrowth or these imbalances or these low sex hormones that's driving their weight loss resistance or whatever it is, we find the answers and then get them on a protocol to to help.
0: Yeah. It's incredible. And I feel like Another main thing that I was feeling that I'm curious if you, I I feel like this is probably a symptom of like every single thing you just listed is I know I'm not the only one who felt like they were doing everything right, taking all the supplements, taking all the wellnessy things, doing all the wellnessy things, working out every day. And it's like I'm not seeing results. And I recently learned that when you have a lot of inflammation in the body due to really any of the things that you just mentioned, it kind of blocks your system from being yeah. able to, you know, get results. And if you could actually speak to that in a more scientific way.
1: No, you're, you're spot on. And I think the a common case that I see is like the classic woman who is eating, you know, X amount of calories a day because she thinks that's the right thing. She's going to orange theory five times a week and she's burning herself out at that. Then she's eating one or two meals a day. She skips breakfast. So she's on this, like, she's never even thought about breathwork or meditation. She's never checked in with herself and said, how are you doing? How how do you feel? Her sleep is terrible, right? So she's on this this cycle of chronic stress and the things that are doing the right things, like the quote unquote working out and the supplements and the, um, you know, maybe the cold showers or whatever she's trying to do. It's just not, it's not, it's keeping her in this, sick cycle or this inflamed cycle where her sex hormones are low, her cortisol is burnt out. And she almost needs to do the exact opposite. She needs three full meals a day. She needs to go on really long walks. She needs to cut down to strength training maybe once a week. She needs to do Pilates instead. She needs to sleep nine hours a day and even skip a workout every other day and just make sure she's stretching and moving her body and getting blood flow. Like actually undoing all the things that we've been told or we're supposed to do and then check in with ourselves whether that's through breath work or meditation or somatic exercises, like that's where the progress really is. I think women just kind of beat themselves down sometimes. And that is where, again, nobody's fault. This is what we're told to do. Um, but that's where we end up in these, these cycles of, of really major burnout
0: that makes a ton of sense to me. And I feel like it's actually tangible advice on how we can kind of, if anyone's listening and is in that place, I know I was in that place for a long time. And I think I just needed to hear like, in every area of your life, start doing the opposite and calm the fuck down. (laughs) Literally
1: do the opposite of what you think.
0: (laughs) And I definitely experienced that with my stomach where it was like, I almost started, my stomach got worse when i started to try to do low fodmap and all of these things that i again thought i was doing the right thing because i was so stressed out and anxious about everything i was eating and how it was going to make me feel that it bloated me 10 times worse totally so it's like yep. how do we get out of that cycle
1: so that is where i think really the stress management and no one wants me to say this but the stress management and the the breathwork meditation really comes into play and i didn't want to hear this you know, back when I was going through my health issues as well, I was like, I'm not stressed. I'm fine. And I'm like chronically stressed.
0: And, and I had like less no idea. tangible advice too. It's like, okay, so stop so, being stressed out. How?
1: <laughs> right. And so that's where I, if I've mentioned that to my clients, I give them really tangible things to do. So I'm like, okay, when you wake up five minutes of breath work, that's it. You can just download a YouTube video, five minutes. That's all you have to do. Then the next week when we touch base via chat, hey, let's bump it up to 10. Like really small increments of just layering these things into your routine when then they're like, oh my God, I crave my 45 minute breath work sessions. It sets me up for the day. I've lost weight. I feel so much better. My hair stops falling out. Like again, it's not a, a catch all. They're also on on functional protocols, but this is like the thing that really moves the needles often I see.
0: So as we move into like everything else that I want to talk to you about, it it makes me realize that back in the day, I used to love, like I I still do, but I used to want to hear about all the supplements and all the wellness trends, but then they never worked for me, which is what we've been touching on. And now I have such a greater understanding why. And it like, I just feel so relieved that I was able to get to the other side. So, okay. Someone feels how we were just talking about they go to a functional medicine doctor, they bring their stress hormones down, they are treated holistically. And now they're in the space I'm in. And let's get into the wellness trends and supplements and all that, because I don't want people to get discouraged when we talk about these things. And they're like, none of that shit works for me. I think we probably just answered a lot of people's questions who were in the space that I used to be, which is honestly really exciting. I wish that I heard what you just said. Like, I wish I heard from more people who felt like they were doing all the right things and didn't get results right. because all I heard was here's all the things that gave me a rock and bond," and like I would, or made me feel great. And it just, that's all I heard. So I didn't hear right. that. Like if you're not feeling well and you're inflamed and you're stressed, none of this shit's going to work for you. <laughs> so that, yeah. I think I like that how you is, preface that. Yeah. Refreshing. Yeah. So let's move into the next phase, which is hopefully we get to feeling better. I want to stick with this, like, workout situation and like supplements. I want to get your professional functional medicine holistic take on a bunch of supplements and wellness trends that a lot of people are talking about right now. Yeah. So starting with like muscle growth for women, I have two questions for you. Let's start with creatine for women. What are your thoughts? I think we're just learning more about it. And it's kind of like a man's world. And I've been hearing it creeping in, like women are starting to take this. So what are your thoughts?
1: So yes, I take creatine now, which I was totally afraid of for so long. So the the reason a lot of us are afraid of it's because it's been marketed as a man's supplement for like bulking and muscle growth and gaining. And that's like, those are not necessarily always the words that women want to describe their bodies as. So um, what I really have, learned through the research for creatine is that it is, number one, it's a huge brain fuel supplement. So if you're struggling with cognitive focus, function, that's where creatine really memory. So like I'm in school right now, so I take creatine for studying and memory and focus. That's all really, really important. But also it's really, truly very beneficial for muscle growth. And as women, muscle growth is one of the most beneficial and important things that we can do for longevity, for hormones, for metabolism, for weight. So for so long, again, we're, you know, doing cure bar and like running a thousand miles and not so like trying to avoid gaining any muscle. But we need that muscle, especially as we age our bone our bone health really go, decreases. So we need that muscle to help offset. So, creatine's great for muscle building, great for um, cognitive fo- focus. I really like it around four. I think it's four milligrams a day, and or it's grams. Of course, I can't remember now, but um, it's it's great. Four. It's um
0: it's four. Just remember four <laughs> or five. <laughs> and are there side effects to it?
1: I, it's grams, I just remembered. Um, it, no, no side effects. I mean, you may you may feel, if you up the dosage too high too quickly, you may feel a little slightly puffy, like water retention. Um, but I personally did not notice that and have definitely noticed some benefits with muscle gain.
0: Really? Okay, yeah. I think that's going to be my next thing I kind of move into. So working off that, amino acids, I know I've heard – so the founder of Kion, do you know what that company is? Yes, I have was... some of my pantry. Yeah. Okay, so he was on the Skinny Confidential and I edit their TikToks. And when yes. I put a TikTok up from him, millions of comments saying this guy has no idea what he's talking about and like there's a lot of controversy around amino acids and where you get them from and if you need – if you should only get them from your meat or whatever. So I'm curious your thoughts on, on taking these amino acid supplements.
1: I am always a food first person. So you will hear that on my Instagram. You'll hear that on my, in my programs. Like I am food first all the way. So I am like really always encouraging my clients to eat around, depending on their weight and their goal weight around a hundred to 150 grams of animal protein per day, which is harder than it sounds. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's difficult, but so sometimes taking some amino acids is helpful um, for that muscle protein synthesis. Now, I may not know enough about the science and the, the backlash that he received. Again, food first whenever possible. I think these supplements can be helpful in reaching those goals. It's not reaching your total protein goal, but it's helping with the amino acid piece. And, um, you know, if we're eating these foods, they have all, all nine essential amino acids. I think, you know, you're covered for the most part, but again, if you're trying to reach like further goals, more muscle growth, um, it could be a beneficial supplement. It, it may, there may just be some, some backlash. Controversy. Yeah, exactly.
0: Everything has. Yeah. So on that note that just popped into mind, another thing I saw on social media Bone broth, people say it's a great way to get some extra protein in. Other people say it's not a full, complete protein or something like that. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't consider it necessarily towards your protein goal. Um, So I, again, full, it is, technically it's a whole food, I guess. But I would rather you count towards your protein goal, real, whole, like, chewable food Um, and bone broth technically doesn't count towards, I think it's still, it's still a complete amino acid, but it doesn't count towards that, that total
0: protein goal. Okay. So you could still have it obviously as like for separate health reasons and benefits, just, it's not going to necessarily hit your protein goal. Yes. And it still has, it has a lot of benefits. Um,
1: so it has, you know, it's really great for gut health button nourishment. If you have, say you do a a stool test and your, you know, your intestinal health markers aren't great. I always recommend bone broth. It's just not necessarily getting you the goals maybe um, for muscle growth.
0: Okay. Colostrum. This is a big one right now. (laughs) I started taking Armra. I've been doing it for two months. My main benefit honestly has been hair growth. Mm -hmm. Like I was on a hair growth journey and within a month of taking this, it like shot up the thickness and everything really quick. So that's just like a personal anecdote. But if anyone's like, why the hell are we taking this thing? It's like a new, a new supplement. What are your thoughts on it? What is it? All that. Yeah. Yeah. So Colostrum, they, so the specific company that
1: I take is Armra Colostrum. I'm sure we've all like heard of them. They're all over social (laughs) media. They're great. I love the company. I love their sourcing. So it is basically the food that cow baby cows get within the first few months of their life. And they only consume it for like a period of that period that the mom is producing it. So there's a lot of waste from cows that is just thrown away. But it's this like natural superfood that we can capture and put into supplement form and consume ourselves. Prebiotics, probiotics. What I really feel is the strongest kind of selling point for ARMRA is the stool test that I run. There's a marker in there called secretory IgA. And this marker is indicative of immune health within the, the microbiome and within the gut. So we have about 70 to 80% of our immune system health is within the mucosal layer of our gut. And often when I see like post birth control or antibiotic use or um, dysbiosis, I'm seeing really low secretory IgA, that's that's the word. So I'll put my clients um, on colostrum and we'll do GI map retests and that secretory IgA marker will completely normalize. Wow. And that is like crazy. We're doing wow. other things of course too, but like this colostrum is so powerful for they were dealing with food sensitivities, eczema, allergies, bloating, being sick every winter four or five times. Again, not at all a cure-all, but did it help improve this immune health marker in their journey
0: in functional medicine? Absolutely. This is incredible. I feel like it's been a long time <laughs> since there's been a new superfood health supplement that was introduced and really changed the game. And the founder was on the Skinny Confidential podcast. So if anyone wants like a full hour deep dive into it, check that out. Um, I just, I have more, more things for you, but I just checked, I put a question on Instagram and someone said Berberine. She wants to know. Yeah.
1: So Berberine is getting a lot of attention. I like it again for my Mm -hmm. GI protocols. Um, berberine can be an antimicrobial so if i see a lot of overgrowths in the gut microbiome berberine can be really effective at kind of like breaking down and and kind of killing off those bacterial overgrowths i think people have been taking it for is is the trend like the metabolism
0: thing like i'm pretty sure it's like the herbal ozempic people are saying right like organic olivia was saying that the research
1: i don't believe is there um so i have heard that trend i haven't like Deep, like nature's
0: osempic or whatever.
1: I would say if you want nature's ozempic, <laughs> eat 150 grams of protein and you will feel so satiated and satisfied that I think you will feel much better. but um, I, I don't I don't necessarily think berberine and I think berberine can do some if you don't have a need for it GI-wise, it can kind of do a little damage. It can cause some GI upset. So yeah. I don't, a lot of my clients, if they're not like, we don't titrate it up then maybe they get a little disruption in their GI symptoms. So I don't recommend it all the time.
0: Okay. Cause this person saying she has gut problems, IBS, SIBO. So you would recommend it for her? So for that, yes, I would. Okay. Yes. But if you're
1: not at all in that range and you're like, my guts feels great. Like it may not be best for you.
0: Okay. There's more here, but I'm going to go back to the ones I prepared and then go back okay. to it. So, because on that note, what are your thoughts on Ozempic?
1: So, first of all, you know, everyone's journey is their own. disclaimer, you you know, do what you feel is best for you. I think when it comes to medications as a nutritional practitioner, you know, I get flack for speaking on them, but if it were, you know, myself, I would be concerned about the long-term health of my Metabolism and of my muscle. So, like I said, how right. the importance of muscle growth—it's the key to longevity, the key to having a healthy, happy life with sex hormones, with everything. Right. So then, if we take away the muscle, the—I the, think the ratio of weight loss on Ozempic is like two to three muscle to fat. So I'm, I might be saying that ratio wrong. The point is, you lose more muscle than you lose fat. That's what I'm trying to say. So. That is the opposite of the goal that we want. We want to maintain or increase our muscle as we lose fat. So improve the body composition, the ratios of what what our body is comprised of, and it's kind of doing the wrong thing. So I think when you have a really great healthcare provider that recommends Ozempic, make sure they're also pairing that with support on maintaining and um, increasing your muscle mass. Got it.
0: So take creatine, amino acids, <laughs> protein. I think, yeah, I think again, it's a last resort kind of yes. thing. So I, I've heard great, sto- you know, great stories
1: about it and changing people's lives, and I'm a, I'm a proponent of that. I feel like there are are areas where you can try first before you jump to it.
0: Okay, speaking of shocking the body, cold therapy, cold plunge, sauna, like extreme temperature therapy. Yeah. I'm curious your thoughts on this. And also, is that something that you really only get benefits if you're consistent with it? Is it a short-term thing? What's what's the deal? <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan of, of
1: all of this. Um, I think anything to extremes, of course, is not going to be beneficial. I think a few times a week with cold therapy, I will recommend you want to do it before your workouts or a few hours after your workouts because you want that inflammatory response post-workout post and cold plunging will prevent that so I of course was like working out and then cold plunging think it would help with like muscle soreness and things yeah. like that well, It was also decreasing my muscle protein synthesis the muscle growth piece because it was decreasing the inflammatory response so you want to do it right before or a few hours before or a few hours after so avoid doing it right after
0: Okay. So this would be a good thing to do like first thing in the morning. First thing in the morning.
1: I wish I had a cold plunge. Actually, I'm near the beach, so I could just jump in the ocean, but that's whole thing. <laughs> that's aggressive. Um, <laughs> that's aggressive. And my hair every day I couldn't wash. Yeah. Um, so my fiance jumps in every day and I'm jealous, but uh, wow. so cold plunging, I think is a great, a great option. If you don't have a cold plunge, you could do cold showers in the morning. Start with 15 seconds, ramp up to like a minute, I find a cold shower harder than a cold
0: plunge. I was that's why I was just shaking my head because I'm so oh. down for a cold blood plunge any day of the week. I Same. cannot do a cold shower because you're Something. not fully submersed. Yeah. So you're more cold from like the part of your body that's exposed. It's like a weird it's, it's not harder. It. It's harder. <laughs> I, agree I don't do completely. it. I gave
1: up. <laughs> I gave up completely. So my goal in the next like year or so is to have a cold plunge in the
0: house, maybe a wedding gift, like a great, totally. you know. There's some house. like cheaper ones too that are really small where it's like, yes, like to start with. So we
1: got one of those um, like Home Depot, uh, like gardening bins and yeah, we were yeah, doing yeah. that in our, at our old house. Oh, and cool. that was to- just buying bags of ice. Um, we haven't been doing it recently. It's a whole, cause then the ice is a, it's a cost, you know, it's a whole thing it's of whole course, thing. but, um, that's, I think it's a great option. The only concern I have is for women who are in cycling. First of all, I wouldn't do it during your period, but otherwise if you're having fertility issues and you're struggling with your, maybe your PMS and hormones, I think you know, Chinese medicine talks about keeping the abdomen and your uterus like warm. They want you to be drinking warming drinks and saunaing and keeping that area warm. So the cold plunging may not be good if you're struggling with fertility. But speak to your doctor, speak to your healthcare provider about it.
0: Oh, that's a great tip. Okay. Symbiotica products are – I feel like that was, like, the latest trend before Armra. Oh, my God. Wait, that's a huge bucket. <laughs> I have a lot. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so you clearly love it. So tell us – I've actually yet to – I've tried it, like, once or twice in, like, a store, but I have yet yeah. to take the plunge and actually yeah. buy and invest in a whole thing. So why? why is Symbiotica so great? What's liposomal technology? Tell us all that.
1: Yeah, so I – just jumped into the trend um because uh it's just been around like arm run symbiotica i just was like okay i gotta try these because people are asking me and i i gotta know more so the liposomal technology is it's a little packet and then you squirt it into your mouth and then it's absorbed orally versus going through the digestive tract often i don't want to say often but sometimes when you take supplements orally and it encounters your stomach acid it can kind of like denature or take away from the benefits and kind of break down the supplement or the, the nutrient. So the liposomal technology, the whole idea behind it is that it's absorbed directly in your mouth and you reap the benefits kind of immediately. It doesn't break down. It's direct access into your bloodstream. So the ones that I take are the creatine that because often you'll find creatine mm. is in powder form um, on like full script or online I don't I always forget to take powder supplements like I always forget to just like put it in my water or whatever this you just I keep it at my desk and I remember to take it glutathione their longevity mushrooms I love like adaptogenic mushrooms golden mind for brain health and then their B complex. so those are the ones that I chose
0: their magnesium I think is a really good option um and vitamin c Okay. Amazing. I'm sold. I'm definitely going. I need to try this. <laughs> I would do the creatine, but my boyfriend does have a whole like bucket of powdered creatine here already. And I already do, I do like a beta alanine mix on whatever potion he's making in the morning. I make mine without the creatine. So maybe I'll just add. Do it. BCAs. BCAs. He's here. He's correcting me. BCAs. BCAs. Double yeah. A's? BC Double A's? Okay that's what I'm taking. I don't really even know. Do you have any thoughts on that?
1: <laughs> so the um, Keon founder was talking about how it's not a complete, it's not the complete amino acid. So it's okay. really, I think it's a, a little more of a trend. Don't tell your boyfriend I said that. Okay. Um, but I think the more, the like if you're going to do those BCAAs or Um, the amino acids. I would rather you do the powder amino acids than just the few um, aminos that are in the BCAAs. Okay.
0: I'll add it in. I add element in. I make like a whole potion every morning. Yeah. It Really though, my whole face tingles and it helps my runs so much. Like it gives me this energy spur. I'm like, I don't know what this is, but it feels like I'm taking steroids and I know I'm not. So like, I'm just going to keep using it. If it works. That's exactly. Good. Okay. More things keep popping into my head. So I'm going to try to keep them like a, a little more rapid fire, I guess. Yeah. Thoughts on seed cycling? Cause I know there's not much research to it, but I do use the BIA wellness just cause like it tastes good anyway. So why not yeah. throw it into my routine? <laughs> my whole thing is I want to recommend things to my clients that
1: they're going to be able to do. And it's realistic for them. I personally have found, and my clients have reported back that like, I forget about the seeds. I forget what totally. week I'm in. I like it's just not the easiest thing. And I don't think the research is there to show like this huge benefit that's like, okay, what's the cost benefit here? And I don't think the um the benefits there for that.
0: Yeah, I agree. I don't really like notice a huge difference, but if anyone does want to do it, I use the BO wellness. They're like all the seeds are packaged for you, two oh, different packets. Nice. So the first two weeks you take the one package, second two weeks to take the other and that's just like what I add on my yogurt my cottage cheese my oatmeal and that's it tastes easier. good
1: yes yeah, so I was like, like having like 14 different bags I'm like no, no, where no. am I supposed to take I'm like grinding my own seeds that's the other thing is like seeds can really easily oxidize so if they're pre-ground they may not there may be more pro-inflammatory so there's just a lot of like holes to poke in the in got the it
0: okay yeah. cycle thinking what are your thoughts
1: Love, I think people can take it a little too far and be like, "Oh, I'm you know a week and a half away from my period, I can't do anything." Unless you truly feel like you are down and you cannot do, totally follow your body. But if you're like just cycle syncing, even though you don't feel like you need to be cycle syncing, I think that's where it kind of goes a little awry. Like at the beginning of cycle of your cycle, if you are feeling down and you're not feeling like you have the energy, but you're at the beginning of your cycle and you. Are supposed to at you know day seven you're supposed to have all this energy, don't force yourself right. So goes both ways. Feel really be really intuitive about it. Maybe if you are your energy is really low as you approach your period, honor that. That's cycle syncing. Um, changing your workouts up to more strength training in the first half and more like Pilates and walking in the second half. Um, eating a little bit more in the second half. Definitely not fasting. Um, those are some. Areas where I think it's great.
0: Yeah, I've kind of changed it to like cycle awareness. You know, love it. Yeah, like I'm not following a certain diet every week of of the menstrual cycle, but it's more so just like checking in with myself if I feel emotional. Oh, that's because it's my luteal phase. Maybe I should do this differently or whatever. It's more like just being aware of my cycle. Aware. I like that word better. Yes. Um, I just came up with it. So. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Two more things. The difference in magnesiums, you don't have to hit every single magnesium, but this is something you just posted a graphic about. Yeah. And I think people get so confused. Like they're told to take more magnesium and they're like, but there's eight different kinds.
1: <laughs> so there are eight different kinds and they're just like not necessary to take them all. And what I really boil it down to is if you're having, um, PMS issues or hormonal issues, magnesium glycinate with B six is great. There's a Seeking Health version. I think it's called Magnesium Plus, and the B vitamin with the magnesium is amazing for decreasing PMS and um, hormonal symptoms. Oh great! If you're dealing with muscle cramping or constipation, magnesium citrate. Those are if you want some like uh, brain function support, magnesium L three innate. But those are like the main ones. Magnesium malate also could be good, but but not to confuse further. So really focus on glycinate or malate. Those are two great for sleep, relaxation, recovery. Citrate for constipation and cramps.
0: Citrate really works. When I was like deep in C, and I would take it every night, like I take it as needed now, but that really works and also I love the magnesium moon juice by moon juice drink I don't know what forms are in that do you know um it's not citrate I think it's like four other ones I don't even know what it is I like I like one that that
1: combines so like a magnesium glycinate citrate malate or magnesium glycinate malate that's like my favorite with a b6
0: okay I need to find one with a b6 I don't have that um, okay. health. One last question. I'm definitely going to look into that. Someone wrote digestive enzymes. Is that something you would recommend everyone take or no. if someone's, cause I know like with certain probiotics, which is a whole nother episode, it's like, if you're really <laughs> yeah. dealing with SIBO, maybe don't use a probiotic when take. you think, when you think that's when you should. So yeah. digestive so- enzymes, when should you take them?
1: So ideally, of course, we see a stool test and we can see what your enzyme output is. That's my favorite. If, like, someone may be supplementing with digestive enzymes. They have plenty of enzymes. They pause the, su- the supplement before taking the stool test. So it's not just the supplement that's in the stool. It's like what your body's actually outputting. But I really like to approach it from, okay, why do you need the enzymes in the first place? Are you shoveling food in your mouth as you're writing emails? Are you extremely stressed throughout the day so your body shuts down digestive fire and the digestive juices? So like first approaching it with maybe some bitters, put spraying bitters on your tongue. Herb Farm has a great brand. Organic Olivia has a great brand. And that wakes up the digestive system and says, hey, there's food coming. There's bitter flavors on my tongue. So we need to produce stomach acid. We need to produce bile and digestive enzymes, that's where I'd rather you start. And then if you get a GI map stool test and you have digestive enzymes that are low in the results, then maybe short-term supplementing with some enzymes could be helpful.
0: Okay. So I just want to end it on, this might've been overwhelming with like all of the (laughs) supplements that I threw at you, but something I used to feel, especially when I, when I was in that, like, I'm doing everything right and I'm not getting results era, something I felt was, like, that I never asked anyone and I feel like you're the perfect person to ask. Is it possible that you're taking too many different supplements that certain things start, like, negating each other almost? Like, you're getting That's all It's hard to say. You're doing colostrum. You're doing creatine. You're doing all of these 50,000 supplements a night. Like Ethan, my boyfriend, and I laugh every night. We like hit the supplement drawer and he's just like throwing random drops of free shit that I get in his mouth. And I'm like, is this going to like mess with your stomach? Like, I don't know. So, is it? How do you know when it's almost too much? It's too much when you
1: obviously aren't feeling any better or worse and you're just like, first of all, don't spend the money on things that you don't need, right? Like supplements are expensive. We all know that I'm in functional nutrition and functional medicine. I obviously am a proponent of supplements. I am not a proponent of wasting your money on supplements that you don't need. So of course, functional testing tells you what you actually do need. That's why it's, you know, in our programs, we don't recommend a thousand supplements. We are recommending specific individualized supplements and dosages based on their lab results. So Really think you know, reel it back. Do you need supplements for every single ailment or do you really want to do like, okay, I'm struggling with my sleep, let's focus on that. Okay, we've got sleep in order. Now let's focus on digestion. Yeah. Okay, got that in order. Let's focus on hormones. Like be intentional about it. Um, don't shovel a bunch of supplements <laughs> in your mouth at the end of the day. Um yeah, and yeah. ideally
0: work with someone who can advise. Okay, I think that's really good advice. Quickly ending segment. Well, first let me ask you, are you a reader or a podcast listener? Both. (laughs) Okay. Then we'll do both. What is your, what is a book recommendation that you have? So
1: I am reading the house on the cerulean sea right now. I'm a, like a fiction fiction reader. I don't, I'm in school. I'm reading research all day. Like I do, when I lay down, I want to read something that like escapes. Fair. So I am in the middle of that book. I really liked it. Um, I read A Court of Thrones and Roses, not a fan. Sorry for those who are, like, just didn't love it. So, those were my two most recent reads. And then, of course, Classic Answer, Skinny Confidential podcast. Like, that's, I listen to every episode. Um, I love your podcast. And Mm -hmm. Huberman, of course, these are all pretty classic podcasts that um, Armchair Expert, love that too.
0: I find Huberman. It's like too long and science for me. I need someone to start a podcast where they do like the millennial Huberman or something. Dave, that's a really good idea. They should. I should do it. You should but do the, it. Just like break but you down. We need someone all to his, interpret it. Exactly. I need to like break down all of his episodes, kind of like, you know, the skim. Yes, love. Yeah, I need to be like the skim of wellness and just break it down for like the girls. <laughs> That's a good Maybe idea. Start you doing should. that. Okay, wellness product you can't live without right now. Oh, I've
1: been doing, I've been drinking goat milk kefir every morning. Oh. <laughs> Which is like wild, but I am really prioritizing my breakfast every morning, like really focusing on that. I'm not at all doing coffee before, like I recommend for everyone, but for so many years I was not taking my own advice. And um, I do like a little tiny like a 20 gram of protein shake with milk and then a glass of goat milk kefir. And that's 30 grams of protein because I don't really want to eat yet. And then I'll eat in like two hours. Like for this podcast, I was up at like 5.45. So I had the kefir and the protein and then I'll probably eat in like an hour.
0: That's actually really smart to do that because (laughs) I sometimes I'm like too nauseous to eat. And I'm like, "But but I'm supposed to eat before my coffee. So that's a great way to kind of just like it's like a beverage almost. It's a
1: beverage and that's a complete protein. Talking about complete proteins, right? We have that. And then I like equip protein powder. That's a complete protein. So we're getting that towards our protein goals, um, which is great.
0: Okay. What's a staple in your morning routine that you can't live without? So just like coffee time with my fiance on the couch, we usually wake up pretty early
1: and just, um, I'll have my little tiny breakfast and then we'll sit and chat. And I really enjoy that time. Like I think having time before you jump into work or commuting or whatever it is, is important. It doesn't have to always be super productive. I think there was, that was the pressure that I put on myself, like, oh, you have to meditate or you have to walk or you have to, like, this is just like fun time for us to just like hang out before we get into our crazy days. Um, so just doing something you enjoy in the morning before you get into your day.
0: I'm with you. And I think that's why I wake up so early now is because- I refuse to rush out the door to work out because I, I know that Same. that's not good for me. Kind of like what we were talking about before. So it's like, I have to wake up extra early to like eat something, let the caffeine hit, have a conversation. Yep. Like it's, it's Same. annoying. I wish cause I, there's so much I want to get done, but it's, it's really helped me. Um, okay. Where can the people find you? I know you're offering $250 off. I put it in the intro to your programs, yeah. so you could speak a little to your programs and where people can find you.
1: Yeah. So Kale Diagnostics is the company that I am a I'm lead practitioner there and I run the operations there as well. And we're a team of women, like I said, licensed physicians, registered dietitians, um, and we're growing really rapidly. We have really awesome functional medicine programs with functional testing included, um, and you can find me there. You can find me at simply Sking on Instagram. You can always DM me with any questions. Um, but our programs are all a year long and they vary in intensity and number of labs and things like that. So if you ever have any questions about it, just let me know. And I'm more than happy to answer.
0: Okay, perfect. Well, part two, thank you so much for coming back on. I'm sure you'll be back again because I just feel like you're a yeah. wealth of knowledge. So thank you so much of course happy to be here thank you guys so much for listening to that episode please 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 leave a five-star rating on spotify apple Podcasts. if you just can't get enough of this podcast go subscribe over on youtube you can see the full-length video episodes and shorter clips as well you can find TikTok clips over at jen lauren with two n's you can find instagram reels if that's your jam over on instagram at Jen underscore Lauren with two N's and even dare to self care pod on Instagram. So you never have to go a day without dare to self care.